The O'Brien and Doug Podcast is brought to you in part by MosierMultimedia.com, KMH Music in Presque Isle, Maine, The Ridge Runner in Westfield, Maine, and Doug's cousin Larry. It's like we say in St. Olaf, Christmas without fruitcake is like St. Sigmund's Day without the headless boy. This. 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 Yo, yo, this is the O'Brien and Doug Podcast. Why don't you get down in the basement with your little friend? Welcome to the O'Brien and Doug podcast. I'm O'Brien. I'm uh, the other guy. The other guy. The other guy the won't other be around guy. to talk to our kids. He won't understand when you're down the way that I did. At all, you and I just need to try again. Name the band. Nope, I have no idea. A Little River Band. Okay. The other guy. That's didn't, the name I didn't know that was an actual song. Yeah. Right. They're based out of New Zealand, I think. Ah, yes. the land of Mordor. And when when I was Middle kid, Earth, when I was a kid, um, one of my friends, uh, I, I was friends with lots of guys up on base housing when when the Air Force Base was here. So um, uh, that Air Force Base or the big Air Force Base? When Loring was here, yeah. Base housing housed soldiers from Loring. That's impossible because that's Air Force. Loring is Air Force. Yeah, they're not soldiers. <laughs> okay, I was wondering where you were going. They're airmen, not soldiers. Oh, okay. That's like when people call Marines soldiers. You're like, you're going to get punched in the face for that. So Marines aren't soldiers? No, we're Marines. It's in the name. Right. So Soldiers are Army, sailors are Navy, airmen are Air Force, Marines are Marines. And yeah, coast, but isn't airmen and coast guards are losers? Yeah, but isn't airmen a rank? No, in the air force. Well, it is, but they're still airmen. Oh, all right. Well, they, you learn something new every day. Yeah. See, I did not mean to offend. You're not offending me. I'm not uh, in the air force. Anyway, so I had, <laughs> so I had these friends that lived up on base housing, and uh, uh, this was when I was first starting into music, and I was like really little kids, like elementary school, right. And I used to go up there and hang out with them. Kenny Cameron and Chris Tilley and Greg Griffin. And we're like, let's let's start a band. Oh, yeah. That sounds, none of us played any instruments or had any. Sure. Yeah. Let's start a band. Yeah. What should we call it? That's the important part. How about the Big River Band? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Because Kenny's mom used to listen to the Little River Band, but we'd be the Big River Band. Worked for me? Yeah, it didn't work. Anyway. That's how all the best bands get started. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, so, what was I going to? Oh, so season five, episode eight. Yes, is, uh, our first podcast of two thousand twenty-two. Right. Yeah, that was lost on me just for a second. This is the first one of twenty twenty-two. First one. Yeah. Um. So let's see what has happened in the past. How was your New Year's? You went to bed probably. I I actually actually no. You and I got together. Yeah, we were we got together with Shane. Yeah, and uh, played some songs, which was and, fun. And talked a lot. And, and you tried scotch? Tried a new kind of scotch, yep. I would not because it's, it it's, smelled like um, glue. Well, it's like, it's a, it's a cross between, um, I don't know how to, it's hard to say. It's like if you took barbecue chicken right. and you melted it down and you threw some moxie in there. That's Lagavulin. Oh. Really? Yeah. Really? What's yeah. it called? Lagavulin. Lagavulin. Yeah. Lagavulin. Yeah. Yeah. So Shane brought the scotch, and yeah. uh, i i didn't uh, I didn't take the dare. I didn't. I didn't try it. I smelled it's, it. It's 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 not for the faint of heart. It's an acquired taste. It I'm is. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so we did that. We played some uh, some of our songs. We played some we did. cover songs that we're going to be doing at the end of the month at a yeah. big gig here uh, in uh, big gig. Star City. Uh, not Star City Syndicate, but in the Star City. In, in the Pres- Star City. In Prescott. That's right. Common Crossing is playing, uh, which we really- Well, the first time we've played with Shane since- In uh, two years, at least. 2019. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. so should be that, cool. That'd be fun. Um, so my New Year's, yeah. So so I was down there with you, and then I came home, and all of my kids were still awake. Ah, yeah. Even my seven-year-old. And uh, she was bouncing off the walls, and-, and Did my, somebody give her sugar? My wife, no. Huh. Well, I don't know, actually. I wasn't here, but my wife was sleeping. <laughs> All the kids were up. My wife was asleep. 
<laughs> and uh, <sighs> she wasn't asleep for long, though, because at the stroke of midnight, they had these. She was in the dollar store or something uh, earlier that day, and she bought these, what she thought were the, like, um, the things you blow in the, and they kind of roll Whee! out. Yeah. 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 But they were actually. Oh. And she, she, she didn't know. So uh, uh, at the stroke of midnight, all of them simultaneously. And I went in and I said, uh, Happy New Year, dear. Gave her a big kiss, and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then the, the rest of the weekend, everybody was in a bad mood because they were so tired. So, well, well, that, that's, yeah. yeah. That's, no, that's all right. That's, that's the way it works. Yeah. I still haven't caught up, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's harder to get caught up as, uh, as, you, as you get older. It is. It is a lot harder. Yeah. I was I was saying today that you know I missed nap time as a kid. Oh yeah, remember, remember you you were told to take a nap and you were like I don't want to take a nap I want to play. Now you're like I wish I'd bank some of that sleep. Right. I really I'll be at work and I'll be like I really would like to take a nap right now. Yeah. Well, before I got treated for my sleep apnea, I used to nap at work all the time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> not, kind of, not 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 intentionally. Just pass out. Just yeah, I would just completely just fall asleep. Wow. If I was sitting still, gone. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I want to say that hasn't happened to me, but it's pretty close. Yeah. I'll be sitting in church, and I'll just be like, yeah. resting. I'm just resting my eye. Wake up, dear. I'm just resting my I'm eye. I'm praying. <laughs> right. <laughs> Talking to God. Leave me alone. <laughs> um. So anyway, t- uh, today I thought we'd talk about, uh, there was something in the news that uh, caught me as interesting. Um, as, and, and it was, it's music related. And we talked about this a little bit, um, and more and more artists are doing this and I understand why they're doing it. Um, sucking. Well, that too, but let me ask you, let me just pose you the question like this. All right. If you had to, oh, let's see. So two artists. Um, and if you when had... two artists love each other, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> they get together. Wait, is this the birds and the bees talk? <laughs> so, and a, and a baby song is born. So, if you if you had to pick the more popular um, artist, uh, their music, I should say, between these two, who would you say it was the more popular? More popular. Okay. Yep. Um, the, the more songs that you could probably do something with, David, uh, David Bowie, okay, ZZ Top. Hmm. It's a tough one. That is tough. So David Bowie or ZZ Top, and I'll tell no. you why I'm asking you this here in a second. Now, if you're going popularity, I'm not sure you could really go that way because they were both equal, almost equally as popular, right? Um, I think David Bowie was a little more diverse. Yep, sure, for sure. You know, because ZZ Top, you know, did their thing, mm-hmm. and they had you know fifty plus years of it. Yep, but I mean, they were you know they were a rock and roll band, right? So bluesy rock and roll, blues, yeah, yep. They had their they had the eighties, which yeah. was like huge for them. Oh yeah, Eliminator. Yeah, about it. but the 80s was huge for David Bowie, too. That's true. Modern Love. Modern Love, yeah. Uh, Let's Dance. Yeah. Right? Stevie Ray Vaughan on that. Right? Yeah. Uh, here's why I'm asking. Um, because ZZ Top just sold all of the rights to their songs. You know, Because veteran artists, heritage artists, the older they get, they're, they're selling them off. Yeah. Because, I mean, they don't have much longer on this planet. Right. And why not just get a big payday right. and enjoy your life? I get it. Right? Yeah. Well, so, I mean, ever since uh, Dusty died, right? Um, I don't think there's going to be ZZ Top anymore. Well, uh, Dusty uh, Dusty crowned their his guitar tech as his replacement. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah, because he knew that- But it's it's still, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he I'm sure he knows the Zeppelin catalog frontwards and backwards. Zeppelin? Zeppelin? No. You just said Zeppelin. Did I? You mean ZZ Top? Yeah. Yeah. 
Who's it's that? okay. I don't know. You were reading a Zeppelin book right now. So I, don't know. <laughs> I was reading the cover. I don't know. How was that? How but, is that even possible? But I, if you've noticed in the past few years, Billy Gibbons, the the lead singer of ZZ Top, has been putting out a lot of solo albums. So oh, yeah, I think you're yeah. probably right. Yeah. I mean, I think Billy Gibbons is going to be okay on well, his own. Well, he was going to be fine anyway. Right. I'm worried about the drummer. Frank Beard? Yeah. Yeah. The guy without a beard. Right. Which is still fine. I'm not worried about him. Well, here's the thing. Well, he's just going to do his thing. Right. Yeah. Here's the thing. They're all set for life. So they sold their song, their catalog. Well, who did they sell it to? Um, Please sell it with somebody cool. It's like BMG or something like that. Oh, okay. So not somebody A conglomerate, right? Okay. But they sold it for $50 million. That's it? Yep. $50 million, which is a lot of money. It is a lot of money, but I bet they could have got way more. You think so? Oh, yeah. David Bowie. There, his his um, estate just sold off his catalog, two hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah, see, Led Zeppelin. Uh, there I go again. Yeah, I got Led Zeppelin on the brain. <laughs> ZZ Top, they could have got way more than fifty million. So you think they settled? You don't think that they were weren't offered? I'm not sure that they shopped around enough. You don't think so? No. Who? Well, who bought Bowie's catalog? You, you would ask that. I. I. I well. Was it a conglomerate or was I think, it? Well, yeah, I was think it, it was. Like, uh, okay, does did Michael Jet does the did Paul McCartney buy back the Beatles rights? I thought he did, okay. but because I, 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 I mean Michael Jackson bought them, and then I didn't know if his his estate got rid of them or not or what. Right, uh, or he well, got rid of them he, while he was still alive. I I'm think not he sure. had to because he was he was bleeding money there for a while. Well, yeah, I mean Neverland's not a cheap place, man. Um, ZZ Top sold their entire music interests to BMG and KKR for an estimated fifty million dollars. Yeah, see, that's low, man. I, so they could have got way more. Uh, let me look at David David Bowie. Uh, after months of negotiations, there you go. There's yeah. your key. David Bowie's estate has sold the singer's formidable publishing catalog to Warner Chapel Music. For a price upwards of two hundred fifty million, sources confirm. Yeah, see, ZZ Top could have got way more because I think when, and I'm not, I, I'm, I'm a David Bowie fan. Yeah, I mean, I love David Bowie. I love yeah. David Bowie, um, and, and of course, I'm a child of the '80s, so yeah. I remember most of that stuff. But I, you know, Ziggy Stardust and, and all that stuff yeah. from the '70s. You know, I, I get all that. Ground control, the major Tom. You but know, I would think that ZZ Top. Is at least their '80s catalog that would, that would be like really, huge. really huge. Just that, just just a, the '80s could have got Eliminator, million. Afterburner. You yeah, know? I mean that could have got fifty million alone. Right. I mean they they should have got at least a hundred mil to hundred fifty mil at be- least because we had talked about this uh, before. Uh, I think when it was Paul Simon. Um. Let me see what Paul Simon sold his for. Um, sold his song catalog for to Sony for two hundred and fifty million. Yeah, see. So I wonder why ZZ Top only went for fifty. Did they not because negotiate? They're, they're boys from Texas, and they don't need them. They, they don't, don't need care. the money. They yeah. don't care. They're they're set for life as is. Yeah. So I mean, it really, I don't think it really. But you know, matters. you think about their family, which I think you know. Yeah. Again, fifty million dollars is a lot of money. It is a lot of money, but uh, when you're comparing it to Bowie and Paul Simon, they're getting two hundred fifty million dollars, and ZZ Top's got a catalog that equals theirs at least. Right. I mean, come on. Okay, so this one was also in December. Uh, let's see if I can find the price here, because uh, let's see, I'll try. I'll try and quiz you. Okay. Um, if they give me a price, give me a price, give me a price. Okay. The price was not disclosed, but, uh, this catalog was estimated at more than $300 million. This was in December that this was announced. Who do you think it is? Are they dead or alive? Alive. Um, is it McCartney? Nope. Mm. Michael, no, I was going to say, not Michael Jackson, because he's not alive. Um, is it a guy or a girl? It's a guy. It's a guy. You do you Robert do, Plant? Nope. But you would do a mean impression of him. John Madden? Nope. 
I forgot you do an impression. You did an involuntary. I do, I do, I do an accidental John Madden. That's what I do. Right. Um, I do him. Yeah. Oh, Brian Johnson. Nope. Not my Brian Johnson? Nope. Oh, yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. That's, that's, I'm pretty proud. Oh, Me. Bob Dylan. <laughs> right. Bob Dylan. But yeah, that's one of my favorite impressions, but He's my sold. Brian Johnson's pretty good. It is. Yeah. Uh, but Bob Dylan sold his catalog for $300 million back in December. See, that's, I, I can see that because it's Bob Dylan. Right. And he wrote songs like. Right. Yeah. Uh, so. Let's see. Wait, isn't his name Robert Zimmerman or something like yes. that? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Robert Zimmerman. Um, so I was looking this up just to see um, who owns. It says I, it was. I wonder who owns that catalog. It was sound financial advice that McCartney may have come to regret giving on August 14th, 1985, when Michael Jackson purchased the publishing rights to the vast majority of the Beatles catalog for $47 million. Yes. That was in 85. Yeah. Uh, of course, that was a lot of money back then. Right. Uh, and I'm just kind of looking at the article here to see. In the years afterwards, that catalog allowed Jackson to remain solvent by serving as collateral for several enormous personal loans that funded his extravagant lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Jackson gave up his remaining interest in the catalog to Sony, one of his primary creditors. After his death, Sony took full control of the catalog. So Sony... So Sony owns the Beatles. Owns the Beatles catalog. Yeah. Well, the vast majority... But I, I don't understand why McCartney doesn't get it back. I know. Between him and Ringo? Yeah. They should have that catalog. Right. And, 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 and John and George's estates. Right. Between the four of them, they could own that back. Right. You know, easily. I'm trying and to- they should, really. I'm trying to think if there was- Because I thought there was some- um, I mean, I'm, 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 uh, I'm weirded out by them selling out to these big music conglomerates. Because you know and what they're going to use that music for? They're going to use it to sell things. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be in advertising, which, I mean, in and of itself is, is not evil, but it's like, it really should belong to the estates and the people themselves. But I mean, they're so, I mean, if they're selling it themselves, I mean, that's one thing, but. Okay. I don't know. So, Bob Dylan, we mentioned. Right. $300 million. Yeah. Uh, this one was also in December. It was announced. I forgot about this one. Okay. $500 million. $500 million. Yep. Who do you think? Dead or alive? Alive. McCartney? Nope. I keep going. Keep going. McCartney. Uh, is there somebody cool or lame? Oh, uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool? Yeah. Oh. Uh, who would be worth $500 million? I don't necessarily think this person, um, I think this is high for this person's catalog. Okay. I, I, I have no idea. The boss, Bruce Springsteen. That is high. $500 million? $500 million. Bruce, Bruce's songs now? Yep. Um, 200 maybe. I would say two. I would even say two fifty because I mean David Bowie got two. Yeah, if two, Dave Bowie get two fifty, the boss could get two fifty easy. Yep. But five hundred million—that's way too high. Who do uh, you sell to? Um. So, uh, I believe Sony. Wow. He said, uh, "The the let's see." Sony Music Group chairman Rob Stringer told investors he spent about one point five billion dollars just on music acquisitions since the beginning of last year. Wow. Um, He said there are huge differences between royalties for songwriting and performance. Some of these deals are just for publishing. Others also include the original recordings known as masters, so they could use those songs for advertising and things like that. But a lot of it is um, publishing. There were two more, and we'll see if... I just want to look these up real quick because... Okay, $100 million. Uh, this artist sold 80% of the rights of the songwriting catalog to music publisher Primary Way for a reported $100 million back in January. Who do you think it is? No F- female. Female? Yep. Mariah Carey. Nope. Madonna. Nope. Cher. Nope. Barbara Streisand. Nope. Am I even close? <laughs> Stevie Nicks. Oh, Stevie Nicks. Hundred million. Uh, 
Stevie Nicks, a hundred million. ZZ Top, fifty million. Yeah, see, that's that's high. Although Stevie Nicks, it's for her songwriting catalog. So she wrote. She I mean, wrote a lot. She, she wrote "Dreams" for Fleetwood yeah. Mac. Yeah, you she know, wrote a lot. Yeah, all the songs that she wrote for for the Mac plus her songwriting or her solo songwriting. Right. You know, hundred million dollars. Um, I I I think it's still high, but okay. And then this guy sold fifty percent of the publishing rights to his entire catalog to a UK a UK investment fund. Uh, the deal gives Hib or Hypnosis the rights to the worldwide copyright and income interests from uh, over eleven hundred songs. And has been reported to cost around $150 million. This one's Canadian. Who Brian knows? Adams. Nope. Gordon Lightfoot. Terrible guitar player. I shouldn't say terrible. Terrible uh, guitar player. Yeah. Not as, not, he's not a terrible guitar player, but he's a spastic guitar player. I have no idea. Neil Young. Oh, Neil Young. Yeah. No, your, your first assessment was better. Yeah. <laughs> $150 million for Neil Young's catalog. That? For 50%. That's only 50%? That's, yep. So of, that's that's really high. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you consider, because he was in Buffalo Springfield. Oh. He was in Crosby, Seals, so Nash, Nash & Young. Yeah. I mean, He had solo, his solo career. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying it's not prolific, but yeah. still, that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. But I mean, they're 70 and 80 years well, old. No, I get, I get why they're doing it. I just, yeah. I don't know. I just, you because know, they but don't, you're giving it to these, I mean, you're giving it to a UK investment group. It's true. So, well, I mean, but, but I mean, think about this. If you God had, knows what they're going to do with it. Like, would you want someone in your family running it to, uh, with that responsibility? Or would you want them to live a good life? Like, like say, say, um, um, uh, well, Bruce Springsteen has kids. So Springsteen okay. sold his catalog for $500 million. Right. Right. Would it be, is it better that he did that and gave the money to his kids and they can do whatever they want forever or leave his catalog with his kids and they have to, they are charged with doing something with it. It's, that's work. Well, yeah. They, if you're going to give your kids $500 million, they better work for it. No, what I'm saying is. So he gave. So so say he dies. Well, his he kids. Will, he will eventually. Right. Kids have millions of dollars to live a happy life, or they have to work with for his catalog. They have to say, "Oh, you can use it, and you can't use it, and you can't use it." So why have that headache? Why not just have millions of dollars? Yeah, but I'd rather the kids hopefully have have the. Have the say so of what it's used for, right? You know, so that, it's like I would his rather, legacy, his legacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now his legacy, which are those songs, are in the hands of someone who is has no um, relation besides business. Yeah, that, that's. I think that's what bothers me the most. Yeah, I see that. I mean, I can see. You know, they're sold to Sony and BMG. I mean, they're music conglomerates. I mean. That means anybody under the Sony umbrella could use, you know, could cover their right. songs. Yeah. You know, with no problem. Hey, look, we got all these songs. You can cover one of them. Right. I get that. That's, that's at least the music is continuing, but you're just giving it willy nilly to some, like Neil Young, give it to some investment group. Right. They're not even, are they investing in what? Right. So what are they going to? They're going to. They're going to sell this to advertisers, they, so that you know, advertisers or companies can use Neil Young, Neil Young songs to advertise, you know, feminine hygiene products or whatever, right? You know, or whatever, you know. Yep. And there's none of anything that Neil Young's kids could do about it. Say or that, family. Say there's a charity that Neil Young is is uh, really behind. And wants to support. Yeah. Um, and the charity knows him well. They go to him. They say, we want to use your song. Uh, I don't know. Say it's a say it's a uh, charity for drug addicts. Okay. We want to use your song, Needle in the Damage Done. Okay. Um, would that be okay if we, we, we get support 
for our program if we use your song needle and he says yes See, that's but cool they, but they can't because I know. That's what somebody else owns it. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Just, to me that's what sucks. I was just trying to give an, an oh, example. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, you're right. Springsteen, uh, can we use your song to promote this? And he says he's live. I mean, he says, oh, yeah, absolutely. Use my song. But Sony says, uh uh-uh. uh. No, we own it. Yeah, we own it. Shut up, Bruce. We own your song. Right. That's, see, that's, that, that's what bothers me right there. If, if they take one of, like, a song that you and I wrote. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, yeah. We 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 write a, you know, a bestseller, you know, goes ultra multi platinum whatever. From your lips to God's ears, man. Yeah, see that's what I'm saying. Man. <laughs> and then, you know, somebody comes to us like, I don't know, some somebody somebody we're in, you know, when we want to help, we say, "Hey, use our song." Right. You know, raise some money for your 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 cause. Right. And but we've we've sold it to, you know, you know, ABC Music Corporation. Right. Oh, no, 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 you can't do that. Well, we wrote the mother effing thing. Right, but they own it. because That's what I'm saying, yeah, man. Yep, you're absolutely right. I mean, you, we we poured our, you know, our talents into this song, but we have no say of what it can be used for. Right. That, see, to me, that is just yep. sad and wrong. Yep. To me. And, I, and I get, like you said, as these... Because um, the boss is in the seventies, yeah. Um, I mean, he's no spring chicken. Billy Gibbons is is seventy, I think, and uh, oh, Paul he, Simon's eighty or yeah, something yeah. like that. And um, I mean, we're not going to have these guys around for much longer, right? And know. I get that they, you know, uh, it's a business decision, so that they can sure. enjoy the rest of their lives. I mean, I on a on a, on one plane, I get it. Yep. I understand. Yep. It's, it's all business. It's both, but it, it's your heart. I mean, you you sat down and you came up with this idea. You came up with the, the music and the words right. to this song and you put it out and you, you used to play it, you know, for people and, you know, made people happy or, right. you know, and then some, you know, faceless corporation owns it now. And, you, you know, I, I just, it just bothers me. I'm curious because I remember... I don't know if it was in the um, the movie, like the uh, documentary, um, but I think I read somewhere that because you know if this band ever sold the rights to their music, that it would be people would use it all the time. Led Zeppelin. Oh yeah, you've been talking about them all, all the whole oh, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they, I think, said they never want their music to be used for commercial purposes. But they have, have they? Haven't they? I don't know. Have they? Well, they've 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 started to let it being used in movies. Movies, right? Well, that's different. I think I can I can understand that. You know. Yeah. Um, but, I think the first one I remember. Was School Rock right when they let uh, immigrant song immigrant song yep. be played on? And I, I was like, you know, and, but it's perfect because the whole movie is about rock and roll. So I mean, that was perfect. I mean, that was. But I mean, using it to you know, well, it was like when uh, Chevy used Bob Seger's uh, "Like a Rock" right. to sell trucks for years. And yeah, years but years. he made so much money. I know that. he made stupid amounts of money. Yep. So I, you know, I guess I don't know. I'm just. And and you know another band that if they ever did that that would be just it, the the price tag I think if Led Zeppelin ever sold their catalog it would be more than five hundred million dollars it would be up there uh, or I don't think it would be more or it was probably you're right you're right probably be yeah. equivalent it, it or, would be it would be it would be like two two fifty I could see it go for that um it would be ACDC oh good lord. I'm surprised they haven't, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm not surprised they haven't because I think Angus is against that stuff. Well, that's that's good. I mean, you know, I mean, if he can hang on to as long as he can. Yeah. But I mean, they're not young men. Right. So I mean, you know, what are they going to do? You know, leave right. it to their families. Right. So I, I know that uh, when I finally sell my catalog, <laughs> I'll give you. I got five bucks in my pocket. <laughs> like you can have it right now. 
I think it's worth at least five bucks. Yeah, at least, man. Um, That's just a down payment on it. <laughs> so, speaking of back catalogs, uh, let's do the Comic, Cross- <laughs> let's do the Comic <laughs> Crossing Song of the Week. You know, for a band that's only put out one, you know, actual album, we have quite we have quite the catalog. We do. You know, really, if yep. you think about it. Yeah, and I mean, we were we were together on New Year's Eve. I'm still writing. I mean, you're still yeah. writing. We're all still still writing. Well, stuff. I'm not really writing. I'm just well, but I mean, I'm contributing right here and there. But I played a couple of song, a couple of new songs for for Shane and you at, yeah. at, uh, at our little get together New Year's Eve. I'm still writing stuff. Yeah. Um. So you're right. I mean, we do have quite a few songs. Yeah. I mean, and none, uh, of, not all of them. I mean, and uh, anybody who wants to buy the catalog? Yeah. Just uh, you know, asking price is one billion dollars. <laughs> Yeah, one billion dollars. <laughs> I'm looking in. I'm looking in your direction, Bill Gates. <laughs> no, I wouldn't sell anything to Bill Gates. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, oh, Elon Musk. Hey, Elon Musk, buy our catalog. One billion. Yeah, right. Or at least, you know what? How about just a just some cash so we can get into a proper recording studio and and record them all. Thirty-seven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Have we ever told that story? I don't think so. <laughs> that is the funniest story. <laughs> so, you have to know Doug's dad to appreciate this story. Right, I know, right? <laughs> we'll preface this by saying, and I think we've we've talked about this before. Every gig that uh, that uh, Doug's dad comes to see us at, he always requests the same song, and we've yeah. never ever played it. Never. One day we will. Someday. Yeah. Surprise him. Yeah. But he'll always yell out Apache sixty five. <laughs> Which is not the name of the song, but. right? Right. So, but so you have to know Doug's dad to appreciate this. But you tell the story because I know I don't remember what the set. We were at your house. No, no, we no. were at your house. We we're at my house. Yeah, when you were living on Mechanic Street. Okay. And you and Ter- I think you and Teresa had just been married, or okay, you weren't, or you were getting close to married, or you were married. It, it was somewhere in that vicinity. Right. It was, it was the late nineties. Okay. And you guys were talking about building your own house. Right. So I said, well, and I, and dad built our house from the ground up. Yep. So, um, so. You, did you call him? I did. Oh, okay. So I, thought- I, I was at the house. So I said, well, let me call dad. So we, how much he, uh, he, <laughs> he, uh, he built the, how much it cost to build the whole house. Right. <laughs> so I call the house and mom answers. I say, hey, mom, can you ask dad how much it costs to build the house? <laughs> and so you could hear her, like off the, you know, hey, Sonny. <laughs> How much did it cost to build the house? And here, dad back, $37. (laughs) (laughs) We've been saying that. So so the house my parents (laughs) built, $37. (laughs) (laughs) But every time something, I don't know, we get in the right situation, we just, one of us will just say, $37. (laughs) Oh, anyway. Uh, where was I? Oh yeah, we were doing the comic oh, yeah, song, yeah, right. song of the week. <laughs> we were offering our catalog to Elon Musk for thirty-seven dollars. Thirty-seven dollars, right? Thirty-seven. Take it or leave it, Elon. Billion dollars. Thirty-seven billion. Um. So the song of the week this week is kind of a neat one. Uh, yeah, I like I like this song. There's some history to it because what used to happen was so. Comic Crossing is uh, myself, Doug, and Shane. Right, but Comic Crossing used to be myself, Doug, and a guy named Nate Brewer, right, who played bass. Shane eventually joined on guitar, right, before Nate left and he switched over to bass. Right, so Nate Brewer technically w- was a member of Comic Crossing. I and don't, he's he's an OG. I I shouldn't. I, I've left out Joko. Uh, Comic Crossing is <laughs> is Doug, myself, Shane, and Josh Kovach. Right. Um, who, but the OG Comic Crossing is me, you, and Nate. Right. So, so um, what typically would happen? Nate, Nate was a uh, Nate was our. I would say Nate was probably our main singer, or was I still our main singer? No, he was the main singer. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah he sang a lot of the songs. Yeah, and um, he would. He was more of a because he wasn't musical per se. He didn't play guitar. He had a really good voice. Yeah. He could really. He was a really great singer. Um, he he didn't play an instrument, or he well he he was learning bass. Yeah. So he was our our quote unquote bass player. Right. Um, but he would write a lot of poetry. 
Yes. Because, uh, well, I mean, he was a sensitive guy and he yeah. was a, kind of a romantic he guy. He was a hopeless romantic. Yeah. yeah. And so he would come in with these poems and he said, can you do anything with this? And I said, yeah, I'll try. And so I would sit down and, and kind of put music to it and, and he would he would sing along and, and we would kind of flesh it out together and you were there also. And um, so this is one of those. Yeah. And I found this recording. There was, this was before we were Comic Crossing. This was before we were even the Blake Street Boys. Right. Technically. Um, it was just Nate and I at his dad's house. Uh, his dad had this music music room, kind of like this, but smaller, where he had all kinds of CDs and right. stuff like that. Because right. his dad is a big music fan. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so we sat down and we just recorded just like on a cassette player. Um so we could remember these right. songs. We'd only written a few, and this is one of them. And I found the cassette. Um, where is it? Right here. It's actually a cassette that I sent my wife while she was in college. Uh, uh, and the, the label says, Attention, Teresa, her last name, uh, from J-U-J, which was just us jamming. Which Ooh. was a terrible name for a band. Jug. Uh, and it says, quote, that's our name unless you can think of something better, unquote. Which, which she could because she's smarter than all of us. <laughs> she absolutely is. And th- there's a, just a list of songs. Um, and the, the, let's see, there's one that you, oh, no, that's not one that you, I was going to say, there's one that you co-wrote, but that's actually Bob. <laughs> I forgot that Bob co-wrote Bachelor's Anthem. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had nothing to do with that. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, I found this. This is uh, in 1995. We ha- I have a cassette player, and it, it, it it's okay. It's a, it's a decent cassette player, but the sound, obviously, the, it sounds like a record. It sounds like it's, it's got that hiss. It's got that hiss, but it's, it's also crackle. got some sort of crackle, and yeah. I don't know if that's the cassette. I don't know if it's a cassette that's player. That's age. It's, yeah, just, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, but um, this is Nate Brewer singing a song, lyrics that he wrote, music that I wrote, uh, and it's a song called I Do. So here, here we go. I'm, I'm going to call it Common Crossing anyway. Yeah. So this is I Do, I Common do. Crossing Song of the Week. Enjoy. This is I Do, written by Nathan Brewer and Brian Mosier. Copyright 1995, Piece of Cake Music. Well, the altar, I looked in How was I to know? Oh, to see you standing in the 
It's good to see nothing has changed. That little that little editorial at the end. Oh, that sucks. Suck. And incidentally, whenever we play live after every song, that's what I say. That yeah, sucked. it is true. I, I can attest that. At least one of us will go. That sucked. Or we'll look at each other. And go. Well, it didn't suck. Yeah, that, that, that's our that's our, that's our uh, you know our barometer. Our, our, yeah, it's like either it sucked or it did suck. So we're never like, yeah, it was awesome. We never do that. Or that was terrible. No, it's just like it sucked or that did suck. So that's our that's our range of musical emotions. Right. Uh, but it's been a long time since I heard that song, and that's uh, one of my favorite ones. Yeah, that he, I that always like that song. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was always fun to play. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's uh, Comic Crossing. Well, technically, it wasn't, but that's okay. It was, uh, but it wasn't. We we played it as Comic. Well, we played it as the Blake Street Boys. Yeah. Um, Which was the precursor to Comic Crossing. Yes. Right. Uh, but that is I do with uh, Nate Brewer on lead vocals. Blake Street Boys were the quarry men to the Beatles. Right. So yeah, I would say that's so. Fair. So Blake Street Boys was the not that you can really say. Common Crossing in the same breath as the Beatles. I just did. You did. Yeah. Beatles, Common Crossing. One and the same. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. So there you go. Common Crossing Song of the Week. Uh, That is called I Do. So we're going to take a break. We're come back with the uh, Wall of Tunes. We're going to go get some coffee. Uh, Are we? I don't know. I I was going to say, I don't drink coffee. I don't see any coffee. The O'Brien and Doug podcast is brought to you by Mosier Multimedia, a freelance digital design agency specializing in all forms of graphic design for business cards, logo design, brochures, annual reports, backdrops, and everything in between. They also offer audio production, including voiceovers for commercials or narrated corporate videos and even custom background music. They also offer custom t-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, and more, including the latest merchandise for Paul Sear Photography. Visit the online store. It's all about getting it done right the first time. MosierMultimedia.com. KMH Music, Main Street in Prescott, Maine, specializing in new and used musical equipment and repair. Guitars, basses, keyboards, violins, mandolins, flutes, saxophones, trombones, you name it, they've got it or can get it. They service and sell all school band instruments and also offer guitar lessons, piano lessons, and more. KMH Music is now the place for your favorite used vinyl records. Add to your collection today. Visit them on Main Street in Prescott, Maine or on Facebook.com slash King Morton's Hall. KMH Music. The O'Brien and Doug podcast is also brought to you by The Ridge Runner. Visit Reflections from The Ridge Runner on Facebook. And my cousin Larry. <laughs> and we're back. 
Baka, 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 baka. We don't have coffee. No coffee. No coffee. We are coffee-less. Coffee-free. Coffee-free, coffee-less. It's uh, time to climb the wall of tunes. Everybody's oh, favorite uh, part of the podcast. Well, and by that I mean me. It's my favorite part of the podcast. And mine. So there's two people. Uh, so this is where I pull a... Actually, for people that are just joining the podcast, where the hell you been? Yeah. Um, You've got a lot of episodes to pay, catch up on. Uh, Wall of Tunes is a basically a full rack of uh, CDs. Uh, yes, it is. Behind me. It's about a thousand you or so. You've got a great rack. <laughs> <laughs> About a thousand or so CDs that I have kept for one reason or another. It's a huge rack. (laughs) You're 12 years old. I am 12 years old. I love it. Uh, All right. So, are you ready? Covering your eyes? All right. Not looking. Taking off my headphones. Taking off the headphones. And closing my eyes. He's taking off the headphones to look at the giant rack. <laughs> oh, goody. Oh, goody. Goody, 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 goody. Okay, I like this. Okay, you can, you can. I like this. We're going to do an artist that uh, you've probably never heard of, so oh, well. I'm not even sure that you would be able to guess. Okay, so. Uh... So have a good night. All right. I'm all right. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm the other guy. <laughs> Actually, if I... Uh, no, there's no way that you would get this artist. There's no way. Okay. Well, I'm not going to attempt it then. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll mention it uh, only because I think it's cool that we feature sometimes feature artists that sure. nobody's ever heard of because um, this well, guy... Nobody be, except you. Right. This guy uh, has actually been around for quite a long time. He's a folk singer. His name, and I may be pronouncing it wrong, I don't know, uh, but Cliff Eberhart. Yeah, I never heard of him. Uh, Cliff Eberhart? Cliff Eberhart. Believe he is... mm -hmm. His friends call him Cliff. Yeah, his friends call him Cliff. I have about three of his albums. He's got several more. Um, I... Can't remember. I, you know, I used to listen to this show on uh, public radio. Um, they have, or had, I think they have a, a version of it still. But when I was younger, I listened to the show called "In Tune by Ten with Sarah Willis. Uh, every night at ten o'clock, she would play. I guess you could call it modern folk music. Okay. Um, it would be anything from uh, Ellis Paul. Um, she would play some obscure Sean Colvin. Um, just um, and then a lot of artists that I'd never heard of, and that's one way I got turned on to modern folk artists or some sure. some modern folk artists. And I think I, this is where I heard Cliff Eberhart. Okay, I, I'm calling him Eberhart and maybe Eberhart. I, I really don't know. Eberhart sounds cooler. Um, and he, she played a song. Actually, I can probably get you the song because it's on this album that I picked. So the album that I picked is called 12 Songs of Good and Evil. And I like the title. Yeah. I liked this guy's voice. Um, and he was a pretty, pretty damn good guitar player as well. Um, acoustic guitar player. And he's still around. He's still making music. I'm not sure what it was that caught me, whether it was the guitar or whether it was this guy's voice. And it's a song about drug abuse. Okay. But it's called Joey's Arms. And it's just him and a guitar, basically, which is a lot of what this album is. It's uh, very acoustic bass. Never could be a savior Never could stop the pain Vice is just like water It's running down the drain I've loved a lot of things that are wicked I've loved a lot of things 
used to cause me harm But I never loved nothing like Joe and Love's The holes in Joey's arms Wow. Yeah. It's, I mean... I actually learned this song after I got the album just because I thought it was just really cool. Joey had this runaway girl. They partied in my hotel room. They both had chiseled faces like the name on a stranger's tomb. I did a lot of things just for comfort. So he's got like a raspy, bluesy voice. Yeah. Right? Um, and then, so I, I dug into it. Let me, let me play a couple more songs off this album because it's got, uh, I don't want you to think all of it's depressing. It's just a good listen. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just uh, good stuff. Uh, I'll play a little bit of one more off this album, then I want to play something off uh, another album that I have of his. So I, 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 this is the first album that I got, and then I picked another one up, and it was v- a lot more produced. Um, and I think it actually came out before this one. Late at night voice on the phone Your memories and dreams Won't leave you alone Something that happened So long ago You can't tell the truth And you can't go back home So you kept it a secret For so many years Hidden in anger, shadowed in fear. People will question if what you're saying is true. If you listen to questions, they get the best of you. The best of you is what they never would notice. The best of type of album that I would like you and I to do at some point. That'd be fun. You know what I mean? Just yeah. you and I, just like we, because we play acoustically. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, just just record some songs, just you and I. Um, okay, so then I, I did some research and I got another album of his, which is called, I believe it's Now You Are My Home. Now You Are My Home, yep. Uh, and let me just play one song off this. I think this one is a good one. Uh, he does a cover of a Smokey Robinson song. All right. Uh, you really got a hold on me. Oh yeah, and it's a kind of a cool version too. Um, but I always like this one off this off this album. So obviously, already already it sounds different. Yeah. The, and there's piano and all. I don't know if it's on this song, but it's a full band. Everything seems in order. Yeah, he tells way more producers. Everything seems to be fine. I still 
get it done Sometimes I have to try I am watching my footsteps Taking myself down the street Everything is an effort Everything feels incomplete Did he ever notice little things about me? Now you never notice anything new I can't stop the feeling I'm not quite over you So, I just... And he's still making music. Yep. But he plays like... Like uh, small clubs and and coffee houses and and whatnot, and he's he does more more of um, what you heard the f- the first few songs that I played, uh, very acoustic. Yeah, um, and it's I don't know, it's just great stuff, and it's a a, a breath of fresh air. Um, I like his voice. I do too. He's got a very unique, I, nice voice. Yeah, yeah, I've always liked his voice. Yeah. When I was down, um, I think it was it wasn't the last time I was down in Bangor and stopped in Bull Moose, but the time before, um, I got another one of his albums called Mona Lisa Cafe, which is also a great album. Yeah. Um, but as a songwriter, you you try, or at least I try, to listen to different types of music. Right. So, you know, because I mean, obviously we talk about rock and roll all the time. I love rock and roll, but I love country music because of the stories. Yeah. I love modern folk music like that, Cliff, right. Cliff Everhart, because, I mean, you heard Joey's Arms. And, and yeah. That moved you a little bit. That was good. I mean, you know, yeah. it's like, the, I never heard it put that way before. Yeah. And, and so I listened to that stuff just to feed my soul and to feed my, you know, uh, craft, I guess. Yeah. So I get I, it. I highly recommend, uh, and, and he, I say he's still going. I don't know how many albums he's got, and I don't know if he's still putting out albums in this weird age that we're in because, um, I don't know, he he may still make albums and sell at his shows, but most people stream now and, and yeah. you know, uh, I think they probably make their living off touring now. Yeah. More than anything else. So that is, and again, I, I probably should uh, look up on YouTube an interview with him or something to find out how to pronounce his name, because I've always said Cliff Eberhart. Um, That's probably right. Um, it could be Eberhart. It's an E B. That, that, that doesn't sound right. Um, but really, really good stuff. Um, I dig it. And if you want to borrow any one of those albums, I will let you walk away with one this evening. You. I'm, I'm talking to you, I not, not everybody else. <laughs> I, I was like, are you talking to me? Are you talking, what were you talking about? <laughs> no, it's for you, man. How, how are you going to give everybody that CD? <laughs> That's going to be rough. <laughs> All right. We, we had a, did you, uh, I was looking on our on our site, Which our site? last episode. Yeah. A couple people in France listened to it. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Along with our one listener in Germany, Guten Tag. Nice. Yep. No, I didn't see that. Bonjour, French people. I did see that Cousin Larry really likes your, uh, did you see his comment? About the stern, stern gaze stern and folded arms. Folded arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on a t-shirt. <laughs> look, looking at 2022 with a stern gaze and folded arms. Yeah. yeah. I'm still looking at it like that too. <laughs> yeah, I think I am too. So, so far, it's not terrible. Uh, oh, you just wait. Oh, I know. It's lying in wait. I know. Like SEAL Team Six, <laughs> you don't know when it's gonna where it's gonna be. Yeah, but they're there. Oh, it's no, I know something's coming for sure. But well, I mean, we lost Betty White. We lost Betty White. We lost, we lost John, John Madden. Madden. Yep. I mean, come on, man. Yep. And uh, you know, I mean, just weird, weird things are happening. Like Barbara Streisand coming out and saying still that, alive, right? But she's coming out and saying that uh, Biden's economy is the best in forty years. Well, for her, she's rich. <laughs> right. <laughs> of course it's great. It's like, are you kidding me right now? Talk about somebody who's out of touch. <laughs> but, you know, that's Babs for you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's season five, episode, shoot, what was it? Eight? Eight. Episode eight. Number season, eight. Season five, episode eight. Number See, eight. We always find something Number to eight. talk about, right? Number eight. Every time we come in Number here, you got eight. anything to talk about? No, not really. We'll find something. Well, at least we, you know, all we need is a springboard. True, and we can go up. Maybe, maybe that'll be one of our episodes. Somebody, somebody, somebody out there comes up with a topic, and we'll talk about it for 
Next. That's what we'll do for the next episode. Somebody reach out to us. Give us a topic, and we'll talk about it. We would probably we should probably put some more work into the social media thing because we I have just, social media. Yeah, I, well, I just post the podcast. I don't do anything like I don't interact because I don't have time. But we could put a post out and say, "Hey, how about you? Uh, you pick the topic for the next podcast." Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll do put that. it. We'll put that out to the world. Yeah, let's do that. You guys pick our next topic, next podcast topic. You just pick any any topic, and we'll we'll and you can you can we'll pontificate on you it. You can go on our Facebook page and 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 put it in as a comment, or uh, you can send it uh, via messenger to us on Facebook. Um, you can also send it to O'Brien and Doug at gmail dot com. I never checked that site, but you know you can still send it. <laughs> <laughs> send it to Gmail. We'll never check it. <laughs> No, actually, I'll get like a notification. O'Brien, oh, you will. O'Brien, okay. O'Brien and Doug has a message. <laughs> first what? one, first one ever. <laughs> You're kidding. Gmail will be like, "Hey, you guys got a message? It's amazing." <laughs> now we're going to charge you for your account. <laughs> one million dollars. One million dollars. Thirty-seven dollars. Right. Put it on Bruce Springsteen's account. Right. <laughs> He'll cover uh, us. All right. He's rich. There you go. That's episode eight. He's got five hundred million now. Uh, that's gonna wrap it up. So I'm O'Brien. I'm the other guy. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> what? That sounded like Gover Pile. <laughs> go away. You know what I thought it sounded like? What? I thought it sounded like uh, Steve Carell on The Office. Hi, everybody. <laughs> A prison mic. <laughs> Oh, shoot. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. The O'Brien and Doug Podcast is brought to you in part by MosierMultimedia.com, KMH Music in Presque Isle, Maine, The Ridge Runner in Westfield, Maine, and Doug's Cousin Larry. <laughs> Make sure to follow O'Brien and Doug on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Drop them an email anytime at O'BrienAndDoug at gmail.com. The mind is a powerful thing. Think of the 99% you don't use.